0: Down on a scale of 110, how hot is it right now? Uh 35 degrees. Oh, you went for literal? Yeah. Okay. Alright. Hot as balls, that's how hot it is. Alright, really, is right? Hot as balls. How hot are your balls? I bruised my testicles last week, actually. Really? Yeah, they're alright now. What, what, what happened? I don't know, like, it was really hot and I had, like, quite a bad wedgie. Yeah. And I sat at work with a wedgie for quite some time, and then I stood up, and I don't know, I just didn't feel right. And I think, like, they've been, like, really getting really hot and tight for, like, several hours, and I don't think it was good for them, so they were a little bit bruised, but I'm back in it now. Welcome to Myths. <laughs> Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Huss and I'm Dan Rose. Whether you know about Theseus, or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest, or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Hello and welcome to Myths. Uh, We're doing the English accent this time round, Dan. Okay, let's do a com- let's, let's do a conversation in English. Okay, let's uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if the listeners will pick this up, but we'll try it anyway. Yeah. Hello, Matt. Good day, Daniel. How are you today? Very good. And you? Horses. Jellyfish. Ah uh, yes, the heat today. Very ostrich. No. Prime Ministers. This is... I, think, I think we need yeah, that. Yeah. I uh, think they'll understand. I think if you actually did translate that conversation into like a Spanish or like a German book, we'd actually have a really... Yeah, really. A, very, that must very... have been how we sounded though the other day when we yeah. did our... um uh, Last week when we did our German and Spanish. Hey, but welcome to the podcast everyone. It is... Uh, it's hotter than a... Sun... It is literally hotter right now than the sun. Yeah, it's. Uh, well, I'm not Woo! sure. Yeah, actually, fact today we're not actually recording in Wimbledon. We're actually recording in the middle of a star. In the middle of the star. It's a brand new <clears throat> three million degrees uh, surface temperature. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, is that is that how hot a star is? I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you've got a, a thermostat and just trying to like yeah about three million uh. things I know. The sun is 91 million miles away and surface temperature is three million degrees Celsius. Wow. Um... Or 3,000. No, it can't be 3,000. It's got to be at least 3 million. I don't know. I. I Google this right now. No. We'll Google it later. I'll come back with a definitive. Well, yes or no later. Regardless, on. regardless. Uh, that's, it doesn't matter how specific hot it is. It's so hot. Dan uh, is actually doing this recording with his top off. Top off. Just wearing shorts. Tops off. Uh, and, uh, Just wearing my shorts. Because Matt. Did stupid Edinburgh, so we had to record before in this heatwave. Stupid Edinburgh. I'm ever the professional, and, am uh, the yeah profound professional, and I'm You're still uh, wearing clothes. like I'm a loser. still wearing clothes because uh, like you know Dan. I actually respect the podcast listeners. I don't want to co- like I don't want to cheapen my uh, my comedy for them. You know, like uh, I'm a very I have very high ground material. Yeah. Matt, be honest with me right now. Yeah, on a scale of one to ten, how hot are you? Very <laughs> <Barry. laughs> on a scale of ten, very. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, how can, how long do you think it will be until that top does come off? I think at least, I think we're going to get to past the first jingle. Past yeah. the first jingle, okay. okay. What do I win? Is, What? There's what? no denying it's very hot today. What do? What happens if I keep my top on for the whole myth? Then you'll probably just die of dehydration. I guess. You'll just <laughs> not not sweaty. the fun not you'll the fun just game a I was hoping mess. for. And you'll just die. I'll have to explain to the doctors and the paramedics when they come round. Oh, uh, well, he's wearing clothes for a start, and I'll be like, yeah, I did warn him. <laughs> and all the paramedics are just naked as yeah, well. Like. Yeah, all the paramedics are naked. It's nice that like, like, the doctors and nurses are uh, trying to like fathom what happened, and you're like, oh, I have no like recording of what happened whatsoever. So, uh, yeah. I feel like at the start of that Eminem song, Lose Yourself. Knees weak, palms are sweaty. There's spaghetti. vomit on his shirt. Palm spaghetti. Would it make you feel better if tops off now? Yeah, take your top off Matt, please. You heard it here first. Can you kind of do like a striptease kind of thing? What song were you trying to do? I thought I thought. Hey, big I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do my own. Look, I'm doing my own. You make mixtapes for yourself. It's like my. It's my striptease version. Okay. I'm going to do a mixture of sexy songs. Okay. Yeah, I'll let you take... Sex bomb, sex bomb. Yeah, my sex I bomb. I feel slightly sex, uncomfortable. But... but, but, we are re- but we are, we're, we're recording this on dance bed, and we're doing a lot of sexy songs. But, 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 All right, Top's coming but, off. Boo Yeah, baby. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 I'll <coughs> oh, put it back! Put it back on! Oh man, I didn't know that's what it was gonna look like. You're oh. such a dick. All fun of games until... Tops, Talk's going you- back on. <laughs> I- I'll do a halfway house, so it's over the neck next- for <laughs> Oh yeah. So currently. As a compromise... T- <laughs> What's well, quite funny about Matt, <laughs> would be it looks like if anyone walked into our room right now, it looks like you're trying to get changed because something's weird going... You know what I mean? <laughs> well, it looks, it looks like time. you're like, oh, just putting my t-shirt on! The t-shirt's around my neck and not over my uh, my arms, you get can- me. No, no, I was joking. That was a horrible thing for me to do. Actually. I I apologise. Yeah, Dan, you're supposed to be body positivity now. Yeah, mean I'm it ha- sorry, it was meant to be a little, little body- joke. Body positivity means that I can look like an absolute wreck and you can't judge me for it now, so... Uh, I'm a bit of a skinny. Look at my arms. Look at the tan lines. I'm a skinny little mess. Dan, have I ever told you the story about me stripping on stage? No. Would you like to hear it? No. (laughs) I'm (laughs) joking. You actually? Yeah, gone. Okay. So, picture it back. Are you sure I haven't told this on the podcast? Oh, probably. I'll stop if you have. Okay. The year was last year, (laughs) (laughs) and basically, uh, it was during the fringe last year, and. I was at home, and I hadn't got a lot of gigs, so I decided to do a um, Chesterfield's New Act of the Year competition. And to cut a long story short, the gig wasn't really going well for anyone involved, right? Uh, so there was, um, there was three sections. I was the last in the second section. Everyone's in pretty really quite bad. The, the audience were enjoying it, but they weren't laughing out loud, and it, the whole room was bad for it as well. And I drove two hours to be there, and they gave, I, I started off my... It's a competition. I was like, all right, I'm going to start off the show strong. Did my first I'm coach. glad it was a competition. That was my first question. What do you mean? Because I stripped on stage. I was like, please be a competition. Please don't say you just did this for a... Well, there's a number of reasons you might do it. Yeah, but. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Gratification. Yeah. Uh, to make damn impress a lady friend. Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to impress no. uh, But what, what happened is I did my first joke uh, and then uh, got pretty much nothing. And I was like, I'll try the second joke. Again, nothing. And uh, on the stage was the trophy. And, and my first big laugh of the night was, uh, I'm pointing to the trophies, like, well, I'm not going to win that anymore, am I? Uh, and everyone kind of laughed, and I was like, you know what, I've got four minutes left on stage, uh, I really, like, I've lost this, so I'll do anything you want, you know, let's just have a bit of fun, you know? And this one guy shouts out, take off your top! And I was like... That's weird, but okay, so I kind of did it, and everyone was like, yeah, woo, yeah, and I was like, okay, back to the jokes, and he's was like, take off your trousers, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a bit menacing, was a, a bit more menacing, and so I was like, okay, do people want me to do that, and some people were like, no, but a lot of people yeah, go on, and I was like, I'm not sure if I should do this, should I really debase myself, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I, uh, I don't want to debase myself from the podcast uh, viewers, Um. But what happened uh, is that I, before I got to make a decision, the sound man uh, started putting on, um, uh, you can leave your hat on, you know, the yeah. stripping music, you can leave, leave your hat on. on. And I was like, I stripped that during Bouncers and And the thing is, um, so I started stripping off and this kind of animalistic thing kind of came out of me, I wasn't a comedian anymore, I think my true calling is a stripper, because I was like Magic <laughs> Matt horse, I started stripping off, like really going for it, like woo! and not um, a prequel to Magic Mike. Uh, yes. oh, uh, <laughs> Magic Matt. And magic mushrooms uh yeah so i kept on doing that and then um so i was in my pants and socks and there's two ladies filming it at the front i was like "Do you guys want to uh, do you ladies want to hang out with me afterwards and we're like no so what i did is i got my socks pinged them at them uh, and I just kind of hit them both in the face if you know what i mean and i was like well you're willing to take a picture of me but we won't even go home with cheers like uh, uh i see how it is and i'm the, the funny thing is that there are, there's a promoter called Stoney there uh, and Stoney, was sat in the front row, just his eyes were wide open and he was just like terrified at it. And it was, quite a, it was really going quite well and I thought, okay, how am I going to finish this? Because uh, I'm in all boxes now and it'd be quite funny to finish naked or nude, but like, I am going got anything to come myself up with. Um, and I saw a guy with a hat in the audience. I was like, oi mate, I tell you what, would be quite funny, throw us your hat on stage and I'll use it to do like the full Monty kind of thing at the end. And he just kind of didn't respond. It's like, come on, mate, throw up your hat. Again, didn't respond. After the show, I realised that he was blind. So <laughs> that would have been very. He wasn't before the striptease. <laughs> you said such a dick. <laughs> yeah, uh, but then I was like, oh, how am I going to finish Can this? Can you uh, imagine that tape? How long have. How long, <laughs> when did you lose your sight? Edinburgh Fringe, 2017. It was actually Chesterfield, 2017. I'll oh, have you know. Um, and. <laughs> you just said it was during last year's fringe. During the fringe time, I didn't have that many gigs. Oh, I see. Uh, so I went uh, to Chesterfield. So uh, what had happened is that uh, I, <laughs> for the final bit, I uh, I actually did take off my pants, put my put my balls in a shoe, and walked off stage and stripped tees for my uh, that uh, for a gig. I didn't win. So um, didn't win. However, actually, um, it would be quite fun. do to? Want- there's actually a review of that night. Would you like to read? Because Peter Fox was there, and he did not like it one bit. Shall I read it out to yeah, you? Yeah, find a review. Oh, Peter Fox has had some really bad reviews on me. Who's Don't? Peter Fox? He's just... Uh, Peter Fox is a um, Midlands comedy reviewer. He kind of mostly does open mic and some professional stuff. Honestly, one of the nicest men I've ever met. But uh, he has seen me do some absolute tripe. Uh, <laughs> like, every, like, I have a theory that every time I do a gig with Peter Fox in, I do really badly. Like um, The first time I ever met him, it's like, uh, I did a gig at... Uh, in Nottingham, and what happened is, my, I had to impress some promoters. Uh, and essentially, I did this bit where I tried to high-five someone on the front row, and it's like a row of tables. And I went to high-five this person, and I put my knee on the table, and the table snapped. <laughs> <under> me. <laughs> Let me just let's search for an act, Matt Hoss. Oh, I did. I did it all right. Wait, did I do all right this one? Oh, this one. He talked about how I actually did okay for once. Uh, it's really, really. Oh, this one I did badly. Yeah. Oh, uh, we've got to read some of these out. Should, should... Yeah, scroll down to my. Now, house. I tell you, what, we'll come back to this last one because I think the last one's quite. Uh, uh... Can we not do a good one first? Yeah. Well, it's not a good. one. Uh, it's okay. Fine. Fine. Just because it's the first one. There's my horse. There he is. Can I read it? Do, out? do, you, do you want to read it out? Um, so these um, um, by, <laughs> by the way, uh, Peter Fox is is uh, from the Midlands, so he might have a Nottingham accent. So yeah. Yeah. Next was. <laughs> This is Matt's review when was this last year this was December 2017 this is the end of the, the row of bad gigs with okay, Peter Fox okay. and it's not great by the way next was Matt Hoss who whenever I see him normally seems to get mixed up in some kind of fiasco <laughs> whether it be misjudging a high five and crashing through a table smashing a light with a mic stand or, f- <laughs> or following a batchy audience reception stripping off naked on stage I like to quarrel that because Peter Fox actually smashed that fucking gig yeah. uh, they loved it by that's the way that's the script that we were just discussing. yes <laughs> I'm sure that he was beginning to think that I was some kind of performance Jonah. I'm happy to say that he's broken that string of bad luck and that he had a good gig tonight. In fact, it was the best I've seen him. Ah, that's nice. The reason behind this was partly that his set featured a lot of audience interaction and this brought everyone on board and created a good atmosphere. There were still a few things that could have been improved, such as him doing a few jokes about announcing his degree as that would have given it more credibility. The tweets were good. Wait, here we go. The tweets were good, but the 9-11 one was a bit bold and would have been better if you'd made a funny comment about it. (laughs) He's not wrong in all fairness. Yeah. That was the weak one. It sounds like you just referenced nine eleven for no reason. Didn't make a joke about it in no, a comedy gig. There was a joke, but it's not a very funny one. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> right it's more than just that, by the way. I don't mention nine eleven. As ever, the final one was a bit predictable, and I'd like to see a rethink on the sender to make it somewhat totally unexpected. Hoss did well and received good laughs from the audience, with everyone enjoying his set. So that was a good review. Well, yeah, that was a good review. Let's see. Let's see what happened. Uh, uh, oh, this is fine. So let's let's do the uh, the stripping one. It's kind of like comedy. I wonder who his favourite comedians are. So, but every every comedian so far has kind of got about five six line stops. See how long mine is This is massive. <laughs> <laughs> is he sickly, like he secretly likes you? Probably. We actually we get on along really well, yeah. and I do really really love Peter Fox. He's really. very nice. Uh, uh, so it, yeah, he's uh, he, he's kind of like, he's watching me. He's seen my worst gigs, you know. Yeah. The Last time I saw Hoss, he'd had a challenging night. <laughs> Here we go. Anyone who can do a, anyone can, who can go to high five someone sat in the front row, miss the distance, fall and demolish a table, it can be described as having a challenging night. I had a, that, that was, was, was actually hilarious. quite a funny gig though. In all fairness, you know to high five someone just missed and went straight for the table. Well, no, I kind of put my knee on the table and I kind of fell down if You know what I mean? Was but that not like, funny though? It people was. Re- like, I thought it was quite funny, but I think from the outside, people kind of thought it was kind of like everyone thought I. was felt like, sorry for me? Yeah. I was like, no, it was like, like it's kind of, it worked. There had been a lot of bad luck for him that night, and from what I saw tonight, I'm beginning to wonder just how many mirrors he's smashed. <laughs> he, beca- <laughs> he began by talking about his master's degree and asking the audience about their degrees. This will work in some rooms, but in a depressed mining town in front of an audience of people having a Friday night knees up, it's more of a long shot than in many places. <laughs> Paradoxically, his notion of weird degrees was really potent has real potential, but he didn't really explore it. Hoss then went with a bit more material, and it, obvi- and it became obvious that the room wasn't exactly full on, fully on board, <laughs> so he spoke about going off and coming back on. However, he didn't do this, and I'm not fully sure exactly how he got from this, and perhaps Hoss isn't either, but, we, but he went from attempting to reset his performance to stripping off. He began by doing a few buttons on his shirt, and here the sound guys really stepped up. He began to play You Can Leave Your Hat On. Hoss announced that he didn't think he was going to win the contest, which received the biggest laugh, and while saying that, he took one shoe off and then a sock, which was thrown into the audience. (laughs) Very quickly, he was down to his trousers, and then he asked for a cheer if people wanted him to keep them on. I was sure that that the loud response meant that that was the end of it, but perversely, there was an even louder cheer for him going further, which he obliged. The sound guy put Tom Jones back on and Hoss ended up Starkers. This was definitely not something easily forgotten once seen and, like the punch-out earlier, a spectacle. But I'm rather hoping that stripping off when a night goes badly will not catch on. Oh, what did you think, man? It's quite funny how that's exactly how I, how you described your strip routine and how I pictured it going. In all fairness... I don't think Peter catches the the joviality of it because it was like it was an event and everyone was losing their minds as well. well, from my perspective of it, yeah. Uh, yeah. But everyone was seemed to enjoy it. People were, like cheering me on stuff like that because it was weird. But in all fairness to me, I would I would argue that if a gig wasn't going well, I actually grabbed it by the balls and go, okay, it's not going well. What can I do? And I turned the gig around and people were, like give me applause at the end and stuff like yeah. that. Like it, you know what I mean? Like it's it's. Although I debased myself, but I did it with... It was funny though, right? Yeah, now let's see what the follow-up act Dan had to do. Daniel Triscott. Luckily, that was the end of the middle section, as no one would have been able to follow. (laughs) (laughs) And when Triscott took to the stage after the break, he was met by a shout of, Take your clothes off! (laughs) Thanks, Matt. You've ruined another comedian's night. Uh, oh, been a new experience for him. Jessica gave them a mix of one-liners and short routines, and I felt that the room wasn't that sure of him for the first 40 seconds or so. Oh, I wonder why, Matt? Trying to follow you after you're stripped. May I... Um, Tom um, Tom King, who won the night, he went on last. And Tom King, uh, he was mesmerised by this as well. And uh, he decided Is he to... Is not the one I've met? No, I don't think so. I don't the think one-liner I've... guy that was gold. No, 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 no. That's a different Tom. Tom King... Uh, <laughs> read, read about him with Tom King King had a splendid night He began it, This is the last He's the fun night, was he Yeah He began extremely well By coming to the stage In just his pants Carrying his clothes And in a callback to Hoss's set Announcing that in contrast He begins his set nude And then puts on his clothes <laughs> From here he went from strength to strength His local knowledge enabled It was already a good joke to land Just a bit harder Everything King will see to laugh and with a hardy moment That went into waste he gave the room a great he set He did to do the rest of it Oh good for him but yeah so all, he actually he, he, started, he started off nude uh, which yeah, I that's a, funny. Tom King's a very funny man uh, but uh, yeah so that was my stripping story uh, it's very Matt Horse isn't it but I'm glad I didn't do that in front of the kids uh, yeah oh I've seen what you do in front of the kids <laughs> Comedy-wise, comedy-wise. <laughs> not on the podcast, Dan. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for letting me read those, Matt. You're welcome. Uh, enough for the stripping story. Yeah, right. thanks, Matt. I better uh, about uh, that. Can enough. I take off my top now? Yeah, take your top off. Woo! <gasps> no, there we go. Woo! I'm not puking now, are you, Dan? No. Oh, sway. Let's belly slap. All right, what are we doing? Belly slapping. Ugh. Oh, I felt... We just touched bellies. <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought it would make a noise, but it didn't, so it just... No, we just, we just rubbed our chest. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Well, last week you blew a raspberry on me. Did you like it? No. <laughs> do, you, do you want another blast uh, raspberry into it? Into, the, into the, this is not common, this is not a common thing, but by God, it'll get you'll we'll go into. Well, but no offence, I, I don't want it to become a thing that you always blow raspberries on me <laughs> every single. I, yeah. All right, just one more, okay. Well, just a single one more. I'm very sweaty, so I really, I really wouldn't. Okay, how about a, a raspberry at the end? Okay, <laughs> maybe. Now... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll do one no, I do I don't feel comfortable. I'm very sweaty. <laughs> that's belly slap. <laughs> no, okay. I really was hoping that would make. I thought it'd make like okay. a. Okay. No, it's not gonna work. I wanted it to make like a like a high five, but with our bellies, but it didn't work. So no. it just basically just L- this rubbed. Is, this just is filler, rubbed, Just rubbed each other. That's, that's We well, are yeah, <laughs> not good in the heat, are we <laughs> This is like cabin fever. <laughs> okay, let's. Let's All do right. the myth. Okay, Daniel, uh, we are going to be doing the, um, uh, uh, another Troy story. A St- Trojan War story. Dad, I said, don't ever pick up that episode four trumpet again. I'll put it down. Yeah, and break it. Break it right now. Snap it in two. <laughs> it, said it wasn't Brian the Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what he sounds like, Matt. Very northern, apparently. (laughs) I moved up north. Um, Anyway, um, so today, again, we're doing another... uh, This one's a a smaller myth. However, it's a myth which is... uh, I think it's important for the chronology of the... um, Trojan War I think and it gives uh, more scope as well and um, last week we discussed uh, Paris and how is who is Paris in the grand scheme of things yeah he's about to start off the Trojan War because well, he's about he did. To, well, he did start off the Trojan War because he did still the Helen and who is his dad his dad is uh, King Priam Brian. Priam Priam oh, in the film he's called Priam okay and I can't help that well you know who's got who's got a degree in it Dan I technically got half a degree in it. Yeah, got half a degree in it. Very unemployable. However, um, King Priam had many sons and many daughters. The princes of Troy. Uh, princes and princesses of Troy. And one of those princesses is a lucky little soul called Cassandra. And have you heard so she is Paris' sister? Yes. Yeah. That's how families work. Uh, incest. <laughs> uh, Cassandra's um, quite an interesting one because she is a... Yeah, she's one of the people that actually gets off uh, quite worse in the family. Uh, and that's, that's saying something with this family. So, um, do you know much about Apollo or Cassandra? Apollo is the god... I thought he's the god of the sun, but I don't think no, he is. No, I can understand why he did that. Uh, Helios is a uh, sun god. It. Uh, it's He's like archery and like foresight. He's very close to Artemis. Okay. So I know he just seems to get... He, he seems to be... Um He's always mentioned, and he seems to get worshipped a lot, even though I don't think he actually had, does that much. Mo- he has not really the, the god of he's anything. Very wisdom. I think he's a god kind of like future of system, and wisdom yeah. and uh, stuff like that. He's very. He's a good, I, know I know he's a big one. Uh, well, the, uh, yeah, it's more like seeing to the future and destiny because it's like the prophet of Apollo and stuff okay. like that. Yeah, foresight. I think is probably like your future. Yeah. Well, actually, that's uh, that's actually uh, very uh, uh, yeah. The, uh, seeing into the future is actually very uh, apparent for this next myth as well. So, this is the myth of Apollo and Cassandra. Apollo gave up love for a period of time after the second woman tried to woo him, Belina. Wait. Well, you were going to have to just start that. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) After the second woman. Even I wasn't convinced you were reading that. (laughs) (laughs) Apollo gave (laughs) up (laughs) love. I'm trying to do it really artfully, okay? <laughs> Apollo gave up on love for a period of time after the second woman he tried to woo. Her name was Bellina, and she decided uh, she would rather be free than marry him. This rejection caused him to withdraw from the world of romance for many years. There's a little backstory on Apollo. Yeah. Fell in love with a girl, she didn't like him.
1: He's taking it pretty
0: hard. He's essentially like every emo band from the 2000 onwards. He's like... Apollo's the MCR of the group. Yeah. He's like, I bet all the other gods in Pantheon on Mount Olympus are all kind of glowing gods. And Apollo has like, kind of like, uh, like, jet black hair and kind of covers his eyes, like, has a lip piercing. He's like, no, I don't you want it. Oh, you're such an embarrassment. Yeah, so he's like that. I reckon he's like that. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's been hurt. And uh, this is the second time as well. Second wife. Have, have, have you ever withdrawn from the, the world of romance, then? Have you not ever, by choice. <laughs> have you ever entered the world of romance? Not by choice. Well, you know, you, you don't belly slap with many people. No, do I don't, actually. After all, the first two women that he fell in love with, Daphne and Bellina, wanted nothing to do with him. That, in and of itself, is not helpful for their ego. Because of the rejections, Apollo was afraid to pursue another woman. This the way this is written. It sounds a lot like therapist notes. if You know what I mean? It sounds like Apollo is like yeah. come for them. It's like a, after, it, it's not helpful for the ego whatsoever. Unfortunately for Apollo, Cupid's arrow struck again. This is the third time Cupid's been involved in this as well. He loves it, doesn't he? Love he loves to get his prick out. Loves to get his prick out. Apollo became enamored with one of his priestesses. She was named Cassandra, and she was a princess of Troy. Hashtag. Paris's sister Uh, so uh, if if there's like a boy and a girl oh my god stop it please have the same mum and dad then they are their sister so she's his sister technically alright you can take on (laughs) I love how it gets you so there's a um, priestess at the Apollo of, uh, Temple of Apollo that he has his eye on. It's basically like his colleague, his employee. Well, yeah, this is well, actually that's a creepy way of putting it because like, yeah, you're right actually because like this person that is devout to him, uh, he's, he's like, hey, it. you wanna go out with me? Um, again, this is uh, this is very much like uh, Mars and the Vestal Virgin. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, again, it's a kind of abuse of power. You know? It is. Apollo is basically Harvey Weinstein. I knew you were going to say that. Apollo first noted to the young prince... Apollo. Uh, oh, sorry, I, don't, I wasn't convinced you were reading that time. I just forgot how to spell Apollo. I it said Apollo, That's okay. how the Spanish say it. Apollo first noted to the young princess when she went to sacrifice at his temple, praying for the safety of her older brothers who were going into battle. One of them was probably Paris. The I, obvious I, I, love actually, that she held for her family made her catch his eye. Apollo it. was wary, however, and did not want to pursue another pointless relationship. Let's just pause it there for a second. Dan said probably Paris, because what Dan likes to do is like to guess facts, but probably not, because <laughs> Paris didn't actually get that involved in fighting, if anything. He just causes it. Yeah, he, that's pretty much how it is, he kind of causes it. And His kind of brother's having over. to fight for him. Well, the thing is, Troy actually has a really awful army. Um, in fact, the only good fighter for the Trojans is Hector, uh, and he kind of does all the leg work, really, and that's why, later on, Achilles fights Hector, because it's a one-on-one battle. Um, Incredible battle in uh, Troy, Brad Pitt, Eric Banner, absolutely amazing scene. It's sorry, you for the rest of this, you can't always reference Troy okay that's i mean i mean this this podcast has very, very it's helping capability. me f- it's helping with my knowledge okay. my background knowledge okay so what's happening as well so um apollo um he, so he 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 likes his princess but he doesn't want to pursue her because he's like the other two have failed and they don't like him back also she hasn't doesn't apart from being a follower uh, which doesn't really show love by the way uh he, she hasn't shown any recipro- reciprocation of this, by the way, so he can no. literally choose any woman he wants. While Apollo watched the young woman, he noticed that she wished to know what would become of her family in the frequent skirmishes that broke out as Troy and their neighbours fought for more territory. Mm. Drawn in by her prayers, Apollo decided that he would risk the heartbreak once more time. He appeared before Cassandra and made a deal with her. In exchange for her allowing his courtship of her, he would give her the gift of prophecy. Okay. What? So this is problematic here, isn't it? Because this isn't a relationship. This is like... Uh, Bla- blackmail slash bribery. Well, that's it. I'm going to say gratuitous prostitution, isn't it? So, oh, you want to hang out with me? I'll give you the gift of prophecy if you come and uh, hang out with the A-dog. You know what I mean? App dog. Uh, so, yeah, the, the gift of prophecy, though. Uh, I think that's that would be quite... It would be cool. Like, if, you, if you've if dated someone and you kind of got a perk for dating that single person. Like... Uh, uh, so uh would you what would you do with the gift of prophecy then well I'd probably look into the future How far into the future <laughs> you? you're at hard work today, my friend. I would um probably look as well i don't know if i 'd like to know my future because if you if you look into the future right now, is that showing you the future if you were to continue on the path you are, or is it telling you what will happen regardless? And what I mean by that is, if I look into the future and it says, okay, uh, uh, you're a billionaire. Yeah. And you think, well, I better not do anything then, because clearly the universe is going to make me a billionaire. But it won't do it, because that's showing you what will happen if you continue on the path you are now, i.e. still hardworking or whatever. Yeah, but... And then you might give up on that dream, and then next year you might prophesy to that exact same time period, but now you're like a heroin addict in a bin. And you're like, (laughs) oh no, like, uh, it's just because that's the path I'm on now. No, but I don't think it works like that, because if you can see into the future... uh, like, and you're uh, forgetting about how time isn't linear. That time is a series of parallel lines that curve and weave through the universe. <laughs> we are so sweaty right now. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, well, yeah. I you think... got my thought process, though. Yeah, right? totally. Yeah. yeah. In all, of it, I do think that um, it'd be quite cool to have it, but I think it would wear... the novelty would wear off pretty fast because, like. Yeah, but then again, I think it'd be quite handy, if you know what I mean. I've always thought the gift of being able to see five minutes into the future is handy. Then you could avoid accidents, couldn't you? Go on. Five minutes... Oh, a car's going to... Like, you You know, might see someone get hit by a car or a car crash. You but, can see it happening, so you can avoid it. But my point is, though, is if it is in the future, I think that's already preordained to happen, if you know what I mean. It's gonna that's happen. what I'm saying. I always think of it as, like, that's what will happen if you continue on this path without change. Yeah, I suppose. I guess which time rules we want to obey. But that would be cool, right? Knowing that you could what's going to happen and then predict it. Yeah, but I also think, yeah, you know, if I had, if I had the foresight for that, I wouldn't have to strip off from stage, would I? Yeah, that's true. Wow, they're really going for it. Yeah, you're just doing material. Yeah, <laughs> wicked. Yeah, you could look five minutes ahead in a gig. And oh be my like, God, oh, that's Actually, absolutely, I've absolutely bombed. I better change something <laughs> so that you don't bomb. I'll do someone else's material. <laughs> actually, that that. For my day to day, that actually be really good actually. But then again, would you would you ever be able to turn off the vision? You know what I, mean? I think you can like do it yourself. Unless it's an emergency, then it flashes up. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's a bit of a dodgy thing. Like to, I mean, it's if it's nice if it's a gift. But the thing is with Apollo and any gods, I don't believe it'll probably be a gift. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Well. Anyway, Cassandra was at first shocked that a god had appeared before her, let alone one who wanted to pursue her. I feel like that would uh, that would be that would be a difficult. That be a different day. Yeah, well, that happens quite regularly as well. Being like, Monday, oh. had breakfast, went to work as a priestess, came home, had dinner, watched some TV, went to bed. <laughs> Tuesday, same thing. Wednesday, oh, I went out for Sandra's work do. It was nice, but I couldn't drink because I was driving. Thursday, the god Apollo came before me and told me he fancied me. Wait, wait, wait wait a minute. Oh yeah, yeah, Sandra's group's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) It's nice that you think they're ancient Greeks drive cars and watch TV. By the way, yeah, they invented the TV. What if she had had, uh, the gift of prophecy? She could like watch in the future and watch Netflix and shit like that. She could, yeah. Is that possible? (laughs) We'd probably still have had to pay for the subscription, so it's probably still pointless. Can you imagine being, there? Cassandra? What are you doing? Watching eyes roll back to her head, watching Netflix. Oh interesting you new black. Whoa! Imagine that, though. Imagine if you're, if you and your friends were, if you're a prophet and you just tell everyone spoilers of everything. Yeah. Like, oh, you just ruined Lord of the Rings for me. Oh no. Oh, Game of Thrones. You just told me what happened at the end. Oh, you could really fuck with your friends when you could. Mm-hmm. So, um, Cassandra uh, saw this going from her. This shot quickly turned to excitement as she realized just what this deal would mean. No longer would she have to spend nights awake, tormented by dreams of what might happen to her family on the battlefield. While she would know their fate, she would not be forced to imagine even worse torments for them. Even if she prophesied the death of one of her beloved brothers, at least she would be given the chance to mourn their loss and begin to prepare the others for when the survivors returned. Hmm. So, she well the, th- the issue here is she's not really living her life with it. She she could say like a heartfelt farewell to her brothers and comrades. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I don't know. Like it seems a bit like she's wasting it a little bit. You know what yeah. Because I mean? basically she just like what it sounds like she's doing is that um, she just like uh, dead's out on the field and yeah. she's just guessing at five minutes beforehand. Like, oh yeah, bet Ajax isn't coming home. And uh, <laughs> that's not really preparing anyone for it. If you know what I mean. And I imagine it gets very annoying very quickly. It would yeah. Ajax is an absolute lad in the film. Yeah. Well, he's actually. Joy's axe. He's actually Greek. There's actually two Ajaxes. Uh, uh, there's the big one and the small one. Ajax. I can't remember. One of them is a rapist. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, as he's, uh, so Cassandra is stoked by all of this. As these thoughts went through Cass- Cassandra's head, Apollo was struggling with the idea. All he wanted was a chance to find love. Seeing the love that the princess held for others made him want her to choose him as another favoured person. To his delight, the princess accepted his offer. Apollo immediately gifted her with the power to see into the future. Which is nice. However, even as a god, Apollo seems really insecure, right? Yeah. He's like, I want her to love me. Like, like again, MCR kind of thing. He's like a teenager, you know what I mean? Cassandra, for all the care that she had held for her family, did not hold as much love for any other. Sadly, this meant that the deal she made with Apollo was only done to benefit her. The moment that the woman had the gift she had been promised, Cassandra rejected Apollo's suit. She turned him away, telling him that she would not marry. The entire deal was made to benefit her and give her something to potentially protect her family with, not to accept his love. But, again, this is all loaded, so it's kind of like saying, oh, well, uh, you know, she didn't love me in return. Uh, and it's like like it's like buying her love with gifts, if you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's still a bit grim, if you know what I mean. Apollo, shocked at the deception that Cassandra used towards him, did not know what to do at uh, first. However, he knew that he could not allow this cruel woman to use his gifts solely to benefit her family. To counteract what he gave her, he made it so that Cassandra would no longer be believed. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Right, just if, before we, uh, right, the thing that I'm, that I'm actually a bit frustrated here. Right, with Apollo, he's saying that, oh, I'm shocked that uh, Cassandra has deceived me. How did this even happen? But he suggested giving her the gift in the first yeah, place. it's and it So it's not deception, is it? It's just he, he said, I'll give you the gift of prophecy. Yeah, and but she said, all oh, right. Yeah, thank you. Oh, he didn't I'm- say, oh, by the way, you can only use it. Yeah, for other people. And she's like, well, maybe I just don't fancy you, and I see you more of a friend kind of thing. But, but in all fairness, this is not a victim blame or whatever. But like I'm just saying, she was wearing a miniskirt. Is what you're trying to say? So you going to say? No. That's what you're going to say? Wasn't it, Matt? No. But she was a priestess of Apollo, so I imagine. Oh, so that means it's okay. No, for me, I'm not saying oh that my whatsoever. Goodness. Oh my god, you! Are, this is the Syrian refugees all over again. <laughs> How am I always the bad person in this? I'm just trying to say that that she seems to for a priestess... Priestess of Apollo, and seeing God before her very eyes, she seems very chilled out. Of nah, I'm going to just... She seems very underwhelmed that she just saw God. She got over yeah, it very true. fast. That's you know true. I mean? Yeah, that's true. Touche. Bear in mind, it's the the goddess. Uh, she was a goddess. Uh, she she, she, yeah, she prays... She worships this guy, like, eight hours a day. And then he's come and been like, hey, want to hang out with me? And she's like, no, nah, I'm good. That's like a... Like, what? Like if the Westboro Baptist Church, Jesus popped up. Hey, you want to hang out? And I'm just like, no, nah, we're, nah, we're good. good. We're going to, like... Going to hate parade, you yeah. know what I mean? So, uh, so there's a lot of weird contortion here. So now she can't be believed. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Apollo, to get vengeance, he makes it so she can see into the future, but no one believes a word of her. No longer would she be able to manipulate those around her. Her actions brought about her destruction. As a result of his curse, Cassandra saw the destruction of Troy, yet no one will listen to her pleas to get rid of Helen she continued to see the downfall of her family, as well as her own destruction as a result of the war. So, uh, so that's quite a so messed up thing She right can there. see that Troy's going to get destroyed when yeah. he does, but she, no one will believe her, so she can't say to people, uh, well, listen to me, like, well, let's, we're all going to die. Should we, we play that conversation out, then? Okay. Who you going to be? I'll be Cassandra. Okay, go. Oh, oh shit! Uh, 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 excuse me, sir, uh, just to let you know... Yeah? Uh, uh, Oh my God! It's Princess Cassandra, brother, sister of Paris. I'm Princess Cassandra now. I had a relationship yeah, yeah. there. Uh, uh, did you know that Troy's going to burn down because of like a horse kind of thing? <laughs> we got to stop it. Yeah. What would you know? Well, I literally have prophesying into the future. No, you don't. You used to, but now you don't. Well, I do. Nah, you're wrong. I know. I know. We're going to get for your next birthday. What did are we going to get for next birthday? You're going to get a Miss Podcast T-shirt. uh I listen to Miss Podcast. I you! Fuck podcast. Fuck you! Oh, thank you very much. No worries. Uh, what did you <laughs> so, say was going to happen? Uh, the destruction of Troy is going to happen. You've got to stop How? it. Well, it's going to be a horse. Oh, fucking... fucking hell. A horse? Yeah, one horse. a horse. horse is everywhere, mate. It's ancient Greece. How do you think we get around? Well, technically it's ancient Troy, but it's all just, well, just Troy because it doesn't really produce. Troy, now in modern Turkey. I know where it is, mate. I live here. <laughs> Wait, if you know it's modern Turkey, then you must know there's the downfall of Troy, then. I'm confused. What? <laughs> just believe me, I'm okay. from the future, mate. <laughs> Wait, who can see that? No, video? You're your... not from the future. From... Neither are you. See, that's how ridiculous you've been, Cassandra. <laughs> what we just did was essentially Twitter, but like, <laughs> real life. That's what it would be like though. Yeah. I think, imagine doing that every day. have going to go home and tend to my goats. Uh, well, well, two of them are dead, so i just let you know. <laughs> Actually, one of them's dead, <laughs> I'm going to kill the other one. <laughs> so... Had she not been so focused on using Apollo rather than following through with her promise and allowing him to court her, opening her heart to others, Cassandra would have been able to prevent the future from occurring. Wow. So at the end of it, it is. And what that does, this piece of writing, just victim by Cassandra... Uh, essentially it goes well if she followed through with her love false love with uh, Apollo she would actually stop Troy being destroyed but yeah, I, don't, I don't agree with that yeah. I think did yeah. the right thing yeah you don't yeah. love someone if you don't love someone you don't love someone you know, just, don't be with someone just for the sake of life's not a competition guys there's plenty of fish in the sea you don't like someone okay you hurt their feelings god or no god you could be a, the most powerful person you know the least powerful person you could be a celebrity could not be a celebrity but the most powerful thing you can do is tell the truth Honesty is the best key. Honesty is the best policy. It, honesty is the best policy, unless that... Yeah. Apart from if lying would benefit you, then just lie. Yes, totally. I'm, I'm 100% lie. lie. I love, but in this situation, yes, don't lie. Don't lie. Be honest with yourselves. You know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think it's, this whole article, this source is very much uh, saying Cassandra's at fault here, but it really isn't. And... I think what happens to Cassandra uh, I think in, in it I think it's discussed in Neil I think she actually goes to work in other places um uh, I think yeah I think she I think she survives the war in Troy she moves somewhere else and she's like a prophecy See, so people still don't believe her okay like. yeah and as I mentioned before uh, as I mentioned with Tiresias and some other people this notion of uh, a prophet that can see into the future, uh, but no one listens to them. This is called prophetic fallacy, if you remember me saying yes. that before. Uh, so th- this Cassandra syndrome is uh, very important, and it's, it's seen throughout uh, history and uh, mythical uh, iconography as well. Matt uh, Corner Give me some levity as well. The- oh, you want me to say something really stupid? Yeah. My friend the other day was telling me that his friend got tetanus by being bitten by a squirrel on a park bench. There is so much in there. <laughs> what? Uh, well, we'll talk about that. Well, actually, no, it's my... I was telling... I should rephrase that. I was telling my colleagues yesterday about someone I know who got bitten... My, my friend of a friend got bitten by... Got get tennis off a squirrel. And it just made me think of it. it was cause I was telling this we were talking about it the other day. Can't wait to go to Halstead. <laughs> it's in Colchester, actually. What's the difference? Uh? One's Halstead, one's Colchester. Halstead's probably the greatest place on earth. Colchester's... Pfft. All recorded down in Britain. Fun fact. Fun fact. Uh, Roman castle there. Roman castle. Yeah. Can we were there. Yeah, Romans like the Greeks, but not. Okay, jingle time. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome back. Um, I hope you enjoyed the jingle. Uh, so Dan, let's rank this uh, in the old-fashioned time of life skills, morals, creativity. And the old WTF actor. Uh, so, life skills first. What practical things did we learn? We learnt how to shoot someone with an arrow. Cupid saw with an arrow. That's, he, that's the third time in a row, he's, in a row. he's done that. Uh, that's look. about it, really. Uh, no, I, we learnt to see the future. We learnt to see the future, that's fair. We learnt how to blackmail someone to love us. That's true, yeah. I suppose that is a life skill, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not a. It's a horrible one. Uh, we learnt. Um, how to victim blame. Yeah. <laughs> we learnt. Uh, hmm. It's not great, man, let's be honest. This is one of the lowest. Like, so, I think this is a low episode. Uh, in its defence, I think it is important in the grand scheme of the Trojan War, because uh, having that person know the destruction of Troy and uh, being a. W- being able to see into the future but not do anything about it—it's kind of a daunting thing. I think yes. it, uh, na- as a greater narrative thing, I think Cassandra is a really interesting plot point. However, this myth by itself, maybe not so much. Yeah. Uh, we learn how to uh, not woo ladies by getting done over twice. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think that's about it. To be honest. Two out of ten. Is that even that? One out of ten. You Fuck reckon? it. Yeah. Wow. This is. I think this might be on. Record, record low here. Uh, morals. Quite a lot, in all fairness. Yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot. Don't be with someone because you feel obliged to. Don't, um, don't give someone a gift and then uh, retract it if they don't like it anymore. A yeah. gift is a gift. Yeah. Uh, and also, don't in fact, actually, someone. in a weird way, I don't want to get too political or too, you know, but, this whole no, we joked about Weinstein earlier. This whole like thing with these celebrities, that its very similar to this actually. Yeah, just I because did, I didn't you're want to a celebrity work, doesn't yeah. mean there's there's a lot. Of, you know, she could have quite easily felt like she had to let him court her because she was like, "Oh, this is Apollo. I guess I have to." But she stuck to her guns and she was like, "You know what? I don't have to." Yeah, because I appreciate your regard and I respect you. Again, I don't think we're all authorities here, but I think, yeah, in all fairness, so there's this there's this figure uh, who. This, uh, this let's say, vulnerable lady is a. Uh, uh, she worships this person and she has something that she wants, uh, and sh- he's willing to abuse that relationship in order to get what he wants, you know what I mean? And the moment that she refuses him, she- he comes down on her like a turn the bricks, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's vastly unfair. Uh, and, and This is a different point, uh, and I'm not making a defense for Apollo here, although. In comparison to other gods, at least he is a, he could have been a lot worse in terms of his treatment of Cassandra, if you yes, know what I mean. So yeah. bear in mind Zeus would have like uh you know, if he if he stubs his toe in your house he'll uh you know, turn you into a scarecrow or something like that. it so uh, I think uh, he's at least a less vindictive, if you know what I mean. But still it's it's still a gross misjudgment of power, if you yes, know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's quite some big morals there. Um, But not a lot. Are we missing out on anything? No, I think that is the biggest moral though. But it's quite a big overriding one. Maybe like a four or five? Four. I think a four. So, uh, creativity. Uh, I think the fact that Loving a god is quite creative. Uh, the fact yeah. that he bribes and blackmails and then gives... Well, she's a princess to begin with. That's quite creative. Yeah. yeah. Bribery, yeah. The fact that she fits into the greater arc is quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, the, the fact that... It's kind of an ironic punishment, isn't it? Yes. I think a five. five? A five? Okay. That was easy. NWTF. Hmm. Not well, that messed up, really. Not really. It was messed up in the sense that it's messed up in the sense that they were like, no one believed her. That's pretty messed up. That's unfair. Yeah, yeah. And it's messed up that a god would that, do that. That a god would do that, and that a god would that people would be so angry to judge her for doing what actually is probably the right thing to do. Yeah, to victim blaming is a messed up yeah. thing. However, in comparison to other things, there's no gore, no monsters. Uh, no. Uh, there's just a really sad state of affairs. Really, it's not it's not grandiose whatsoever. No. I think maybe a two or three here. Give it a three. Yeah. yeah. for the doubt. Yeah, cool. I think... Is that because he wanted, didn't want to change it? Is that fair? Because I think... I don't think it's... A all right, two. Two. It is pretty crap, this myth. But
1: I mean, it's
0: not... I don't think... But it is important for the overriding so, arc yes. of Troy. We needed uh, this. And There's going to be a lot of... A tr- lot of these episodes about Troy, um, and they all... They're all pieces of the, a much bigger puzzle, but it's important to get... Because we've got all of last week's with Paris, yeah. and he's stealing Helen to the... But this is an important subplot that, meanwhile, in the actual city of Troy itself, yeah. she, she is telling people we're in trouble, and no one's believing her. Yeah. So it's all building up to. I suppose yeah. at this point they don't know a thousand ships are coming. Yeah. Well, I think they they might be aware, but yeah, because yeah, uh, and but I I think on to kind of to kind of add to what we just said, I think Cassandra is like one of those feminist heroes. if You know what I mean? Because no one listens. Like Echo, no one really listens to her. Uh, but she sticks to her guns, and because of who she is, uh, people don't believe her. But I think that she's actually a very important figure, you know what yep. I mean? And uh, she's a, a misunderstood soul, you know what I mean? So I think we should have our sympathy and respect for her. We should. And that's what we do with our top <laughs> Uh And the score in total is... 1 plus 4 plus 5 plus 2 is... 12. 12. You do that quite a lot. I think that might be the lowest. One of the lowest? Yeah. I'm sure that's the lowest. Yeah, player, man. lowest, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Ooh. Because King Midas is 13. Uh, oh, close. That's, man. This, Yeah, the lowest one so far. But I think it's still important, you know. Uh, even if it's a low rank, doesn't mean it's a low myth. Yeah. I mean, technically. It's important. But, it does, it does. But it's an important myth. Yes. Uh, and I think it's important to discuss it as well. So Daniel, uh, did you enjoy the myth? I did enjoy the myth. It was good. And uh, I think, uh, you know, I, I, if you were Peter Fox, what, how would you rate, how would you uh, review this myth? I would say that it lacked monsters. It lacked death. There were relationships, but it wasn't a nice relationship. It wasn't like Cupid and Psyche even recently. Whether they had nice, you know, they actually genuinely loved each other for who they were, and they they worked through their problems. They had quite a few issues, yeah. Ie, he kidnapped her, <laughs> but they they worked through yeah. it. Um, these guys are just a bit, just a bit awkward, really. And actually, the mo- the main moral of the story is that this is important to know in the bigger picture. Troy is th- going to get destroyed, and no one knows. I guess another thing is as well is that um, is that. Uh, like, this seems... Their relationship seems to be over pretty fast as well. It's like it yes. seems like, like an hour. You know what I mean? Oh, prophecy. Bye. You know what I mean? Yeah, it all happened very quickly, didn't it? Anyway, um, thank you for uh, for listening to episode 31. We have some... You know, we like to do the social media, but um, we're going to do it uh, very different today, aren't we, Dan? Matt, if I was to go onto Twitter and type in At Miss Podcast, would that turn me to our page? Uh... You, yes, probably, uh, at some point. If I went on Facebook and I typed in "Miss Podcast, would that take us to our page? Yes, it would. If I typed in "Miss Podcast 107 at com, would that be our email address? No, but that... No, it <laughs> wouldn't, would it? it? It is the email address for Drunken Comedian yeah, Podcast. Oh, yeah. What uh, is our email address, Matt? It is uh, Podcast at com. And you, yes, you, podcast listener, you can get in touch... With the old Matt dog and Dan Routethon. Uh So, any burning desires you have ever wanted to ask us? Like, Matt, have you ever done a gig where you keep your clothes on? Yeah, stuff like that. I'll answer back. Uh, Can uh, t- tell you now. Yes, in 2010, <laughs> before I started doing stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's a pers- personal affront to my audience if I don't if I don't take off all my yeah, clothes. Yeah, I agree. It's really disrespectful. Uh, so do come and see me live. Um, if you go on my website, com, you can see all my upcoming gigs. Why don't you come and see me perform live? Dan, how am I live? Pretty good, actually. You better know? than you think. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but better than that Peter review. Uh, Peter better Horser than that review. Peter review. Yes, yeah, so. so. I did, I'm a pretty good comedian, and uh, I'm a six-star um, comedian at the fringe, Dan. So, uh, That's pretty impressive, yeah. But I also I'm running a host of uh, vegan gigs, people that's vegan gigs, and we're doing lots around the country. So if you want to come and see uh really funny comedians uh, alongside some very tasty vegan food, come and check it out. We're doing gigs literally all over the north in the Midlands and a couple down south as well. I assume um, during one inter- in Scotland. I assume during the interval of these vegan gigs you sacrifice animals. Oh yeah, just really appeal to you, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, we're doing lots in the Midlands Down, We've got one in Leicester, we've got one in Coventry. Guess where we've got one on the 11th of October? Nottingham! Oh, we got one in Nottingham! 11th right? of October, check it out, Nottinghamers. Can we come along? It'll be good. And we can personally offend the audience. Uh, I would, but I'm actually on holiday then. Are you actually? Yeah, I'm just wondering, I'm in Jordan. Oh, who's Jordan? So, I bid you a farewell. Oh, wait! Before you do that, give us five stars on iTunes, you, you swine! Yeah, God, give us five stars! Yeah, you know, how rude is it that they listen listened to the 31 episodes and haven't, haven't even given us five stars oh yet? My and we God. know we're talking to you. We know you're talking to him. Not you. Thank you for reviewing us. I do appreciate that. But you, oh, you're a piece of work. Not giving us five stars. How dare? Oh. Tell him off, Dan. Yeah, you, Sophie. I know you're listening, and you didn't give us five star reviews. I didn't mean make it personal. but... Oh, sorry, sorry, Sophie. <laughs> But yes, Sophie, please pick up the slack. Uh, (laughs) Anyone listening called Sophie, it's on you. Yeah. Or any Toms in the group. Any Toms. They are all legends, though. All of them. Apart from one. Apart from... Apart from one. We know what he did. He knows who he is. Yeah. We... All we're saying is, you know, turn turn it down, Tom. Turn it down. Uh, Anyway... (laughs) Maybe Tom and Sophie should get together. Yeah, though. any Tom's or Sophies, there's an email us. And we'll put you up together. <gasps> can we do a matchmaking service. We'll email you, yeah. What? Right. Well, we're gonna run a mismatches mismatches because who doesn't want to get paired by two people who can't get paired anyway? Yeah, I think we'd be great. So uh, if you if you email us in your uh, favorite myths and then people with the, f- <gasps> the same favorite myths, we get you to meet and then you can be lovers. <laughs> What be the- also do mention your sexual preference I don't want to be that guy yeah, there yeah, you know I mean you. I don't know it's the 21st century it's the 21st century um, what would be the creepiest myths uh, <laughs> to say your favourite is because I think if two people put Oedipus they're probably going to be in the same family aren't they <laughs> yeah same. Yeah, Oedipus. Yeah. you guys are actually half brother and sisters um, but technically also cousins yeah <laughs> um I think Pygmalion would be a weird one. I think if you if you like yeah, that. And narcissist yeah. isn't a great one either. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's, that does ring uh, alarm bells, doesn't it? What is your favourite myth, Matt? Go on, of all the 31 we've done <laughs> so far. We, we have had such a good selection. Um, I think Hercules was one of my favourites. Um, I also really, really enjoyed um, doing uh, Romulus and Remus as well. Uh, yeah. Bellerophon was really good as well. Uh, yeah, I, some of them I just. I've re- like, and Kronos as well. I think Kronos is one of my favourites. Kronos was a good one. How about you, Dan? Mine's Juno, as is evident by lots of people. Kronos. <laughs> House of Pelops, one of my favourites. Do yeah, you? I enjoy like that. House of yeah. Pelops. Yeah. It's the one with the. Um, we are my car? Yeah. Yeah, actually, it's important to know, talking about Troy, because. Agamemnon's from the House of Pelops, isn't he? Yes, he is. Actually, yeah. That, well, Just saying. Why are they both cursed? That's why they're cursed, but we'll get to that at a later date. We will get to that on a later date. However, listeners, fine, fine listeners, uh, we will see you uh, next week where we will cruise into your ear canals and say thank you for listening and see you next week. Yeah. bub, bub, bob everybody. What? That's my new for catchphrase now. That seems eerily similar to Rick and Morty, so... <laughs> Is it? Well, I was actually doing it off Neil in the in betweeners when he goes to ask what the time is and he's like, wobba bob bob. It sounds like wobba lubba dub dub from. Uh, anyway, let's not plagiarise. Let's uh, create a brand new uh, farewell. Curry, uh, <laughs> Cory. <laughs> in the trout. Oh, yeah, in the trout, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Myths. Myths. Did you ever have sex with Jordan? is in Katie Price? Yeah. Probably. Good. <laughs> do not know where I was going with that.